Welcome to Outcast Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Heath Meadows. Hope everybody's having a great weekend so far. This is the return of Outcast Profit Podcast. As you notice, if you've been a listener in the past, I have changed the music up a little bit. Not sure that I'll keep it that way with the kind of Stranger Things theme there, but I thought it was appropriate given that this will be the first reintroduction of Outcast Profit. It hasn't been on uh, podcast air, so to speak, for quite a while, but really felt the Lord move me in this direction to begin to reissue or resurrect Outcast Profit with a different type of feel and word for this hour and day. If you've not been living underneath a rock, you know that the world's in turmoil right now. Moral decay is at an all-time high in the United States, and I really felt the Lord speak to me about voices and there being a lack of voices still. And this is not a new theme. This is something that I know a lot of people and prophetic voices in the church have been talking about for quite some time. But at the same time, there just does not seem to be that clarion voice or voices or enough of them. There are voices out there that are preaching the, the uncompromised word of God, but there seems to be so much confusion the enemy is really sowing a lot of deception and confusion in, in, in politics, in Hollywood, in the church, in all aspects where they're just, it's really hard anymore to, to decipher the truth from the lies. And I think without the word of God, we are not going to be able to do that. But this podcast has always been one that just basically calls a spade a spade. If it, uh, if it chirps, sings, has feathers, and has a beak, typically it's a bird, and so we call it a bird, and that's what this podcast is, is meant to do. So we're going to be diving into a lot of prophetic preaching, and I want to I want to clarify something for those that are maybe new to the idea of using the word prophet or prophetic. This has to do with preaching God's Word, the inspired preaching of God's Word, not so much the, the forecasting of events to come, although that is part of it, but it's a small part of what prophets and prophetic people do. In the church within the last 20 years, there's been basically almost like a horoscope type vending machine at the altar where people just go up and continually get a word from God because they haven't taken the time to do the work and hear from God themselves. And that's something that takes time. You don't develop a relationship overnight. It takes time. It takes consistency. And to hear the Lord, you have to you have to seek Him out consistently in your life. You have to develop spiritual disciplines of prayer and fasting and those things that just the church in a lot of ways has forgotten, and that takes time to do. And when I refer to prophetic or a prophet in this sense of this podcast, it is preaching the, the, the Word of God. It's delivering His message. And we see a basically a sample of this in Isaiah 40. And everybody's probably pretty familiar with this particular prophecy. It was filled, fulfilled by the John the Baptist. And I am by no means comparing myself to John the Baptist. So I want to get that very clear out there. But we'll start in verse one. It says, comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that her warfare is ended. Interesting, huh? That God spoke this this to me at this time, that her iniquity is pardon, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. Now, this is referring back, you know, obviously to the exile, but there's some things going on in Israel, if you haven't been paying attention for the last couple of weeks, that 
make this even more interesting. The verse three is where we want to concentrate. A voice cries in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level and the rough places a plain and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. And really what this is referring to here is the mountains of our idolatry and wickedness in our own hearts. Those high places, those prideful things within us need to be brought low. At the same time, those areas in our life and those valleys where we have basically hidden things in the darkness or maybe it's shame, those things need to be brought up and delivered, and we need to be delivered from those. And that level plane where the king of glory can be ushered into our lives and into our heart needs to be made manifest in our life, and that's done through repentance. So John the Baptist, when he came in his ministry, it was a ministry of repentance. And repentance simply means just turning around and going the opposite direction and from the way we, we were heading. And I think it's really important that we begin to understand that this is a time where God is calling his people to be separate among the world, not among it, not part of it, but separate. And Peter tells us very clearly in his epistle that, you know, we're to be holy as God is holy. We're called to holiness. Now, we can't do that on our own. Obviously, it's the blood of Christ that makes us clean and washes our sins away and makes us holy. But we can make decisions that move us toward holiness in our lives. So to say that there's no action with faith really doesn't make a whole lot of sense because if... I was only justified by faith, and we know we're justified by faith. You know, it's faith alone in Christ that makes us whole. But if there's no real change in me, chances are my actions aren't going to be displayed any different than what they were before I became aware of my sin and supposedly repented and decided to follow Christ. It's picking up our cross daily. It's crucifying the flesh to the cross every day that makes us disciples of cross or Christ. And in doing so, we display our character, our actions that are being transformed because inside we're changing. And so there are actions with our faith. And I want to be clear that there's nothing we can do to get to heaven, but at the same time, there's some judgment that will come because of our lack of actions in a lot of areas, and especially the church in these last 50 years, we can really contribute a lot of the moral decay in this country and others to the church, and it's cozying up with the world. And I'm not going to address it on this podcast, but the next podcast, we're going to be talking about unholy mixtures. And a lot of what I'm going to be doing is calling us to a a deeper relationship with the Lord on this podcast. I'm going to be calling things out and calling them what they are not just to be mean and to be mean-spirited or just to say, I am holier than you. That's not the case at all. In fact, I'm probably the least qualified to do this. I'm just being obedient to what God's called me to do. And I'm unafraid of the opinions of men. And that's what it's going to take to get through these next few years is that we have to be delivered from the opinions of men. If we place, if we place, who we are, our our self-esteem, or whatever you want to call it, in the area of having to get approval from men and women, we're going to be in a lot of trouble because the things that are in the gospel 
The things that Jesus preached are an offense to the world, and they are not going to like you if you preach exactly what he has said or has spoken. It's not going to be popular. It's not popular today to say homosexuality is a sin. I'll go even further. Sexual immorality as a whole is a sin and will send you to hell. It's that simple. I don't make a distinction between the homosexual or the heterosexual. If you're having sex outside of wedlock or some kind of perversion, guess what? You're in sexual immorality, and that's listed as one of the people that will not inherit the kingdom of God. It's really that simple. And there's no parsing words there. There should be no, you know, deeper theological revelation in the, the Greek because I've looked at the Greek. I have a mass, two master's degrees, one in biblical studies, one in theology with a, with a focus on missions. And I'm currently working on my PhD in psychology and theology. So there's, there's no such thing as a deeper meaning in the Greek that may you know, overlook homosexuality because I've heard that argument out there. That's that's a crock. It's not true. And again, that deception that's being just woven into the church that makes things so hard to for people that are just new Christians that are coming to the faith and they're trying to figure this all out. And there's so many different voices saying so many different things that I really wanted to make sure that this podcast sticks close to the word and proclaims your word in a very clear and concise manner. And that's what we'll be doing. It won't be a Bible study. Um, I'm not going to do that. If you want to do a Bible study, you can come to my hometown. I do one. I do discipleship courses. You can definitely jump on there where we get into the deep, deep stuff. Try that on a podcast. I don't know that it works. It works for some people. But the Lord kind of corrected me and said, that's not what I've called you to do. I've called you to be a voice, and you need to open your mouth and be a voice. And so we'll be following a lot of this idea from Amos 3.8 that says, The lion has roared, who will not fear? The Lord God has spoken, who can but prophesy? And I kind of like what the New Living Translation, as a uh, scholarly paraphrase, says about uh, the whole idea of who cannot but prophesy. It says, who can refuse to proclaim his message? And that's speaking of the Lord God. And so right now, it's God raising up these voices that's going to proclaim his message. And I really believe we're going to see false signs and wonders begin to happen and mix into some of this stuff. But I also believe that there's true power and proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's not just about our words, and it's not just about our deeds, but there should be power. Paul tells us explicitly in 1 Corinthians 4.20, it is not about word, but power when the, when the gospel of Christ is displayed. When Moses went to Pharaoh and said, let my people go, he, and he had the staff in his hand, or Aaron had it. When the musicians made their false, their false signs and wonders displayed before everybody, guess what God did? His power to not only transform the staff into the snake was manifest, but also his power over the sorcery of those that work for the devil was manifest in that the snake that God created from the staff ate the other two. That's a huge lesson for us as we go forward, and there's something in there that there may be some false signs and wonders going on, but the true power of the cross, it, there is no greater power than, than the blood of Jesus. There's no greater power than Christ, 
And despite what the devil will do, if we will preach his word uncompromisingly, we will see his power and glory fall upon this earth. And that's what we're aiming to do in this podcast is be a voice. One more out there that's proclaiming the truth that makes things clear for people to understand. We'll look at things that are going on in the world, including what's happening in Israel right now, some of the moral decay that's happening, some of the things that are going on with this great confusion within my state of Ohio when it comes to abortion and what the enemy is doing there. It is so blatantly deceptive, it's unbelievable to me. And so we'll be diving into those topics. We'll be diving into the Word, and I hope you'll join me on this another adventure as the Outcast Prophet. And until we talk again, God bless.